Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence one stripe at a time. Well, hey, everybody, and thank you very much for coming back to Tiger Paw. Whether you're watching this on video, listening to our podcast, or reading some of the highlights in our blog, we are excited to bring you the most cutting edge learning content for your business available today. And I am super excited today because I actually have an expert guest on the very medium that you're looking at if you're on our YouTube channel right now. So David Walsh, I wanna welcome you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for having me here, West. Absolutely. Now I'm gonna uh, do a little bragging for you. I know that uh, I obviously have learned a tremendous amount from you, even in the creation of my own videos. So I thank yeah. you very much for that. You're very and I thought it would be a really good idea to share that with our audience. So we work with a lot of technology solution providers, those in the office equipment channel and managed print providers. And it really seems like video um, has uh, accelerated uh, in its use in 2021. So I'm looking forward to your expertise on that. You yourself obviously have, I would call you a YouTube sensation in the business world, over 229,000 subscribers and some of the most useful content that I've ever seen. So uh, enough of me bragging about you. Maybe you could just take a moment and introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, well, thank you very much uh, again for having me here. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, as you said, we are at currently at 229 as of the recording of this 229,000. That is not just 229, <laughs> but 229,000 plus subscribers at the time of recording this. Uh, next week will be over to 230, which will be great. Wow. Um, we hit 28 million views la the week before last. So in a couple of months, we'll, we'll hit 30 million views in about uh, three months, uh, the, way, the way we're currently going. So we do get a couple of views on our YouTube channel. We've helped a couple of people around the world. One or two. And uh, like we focus on like our, the, the focus of my channel, David Walsh Online, is to help business owners use the power of YouTube uh, to grow their business. Now, do we get a lot of other people besides? Yes, we do. It's YouTube and I'm helping people grow their channels. But... Uh, you know, I'm happy to help whoever comes across our YouTube channel because the kids of today are the business owners of tomorrow. Yeah, isn't it true? And I've been around uh, long enough in the office equipment channel uh, to have gone from, you know, the time we were just talking about millennials, you know, and they were yes. still in school. And uh, now they are actually entering uh, leadership positions in companies. So yeah, and they're the ones with the purchase orders. Right? <laughs> it's amazing. They continue to evolve and certainly we've got to, to catch up. I know for myself personally, I started off doing uh, blogging right years ago and then yeah. I moved into doing podcasts and fairly recently and with your help as well uh, to be able to get into the world of, you know, video production for business. Right. So yeah. certainly changing. Um, why do you think video is so important in 2021 for businesses? Is it a distraction? Is it something that only certain types of businesses should do? What do you think? Video gives you the ability to connect with uh, on a one-to-many basis. Um, you don't have to go to network meetings. You don't have to do BNI. You don't have to go out and shake hands, press flesh with people one-on-one. -on -one, you can make a video and impact tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people worldwide with a video. That's the power that you have with with video today. And this thing in your pocket can help you do that. And um, it's so accessible. 
it is so easy to do. You just open up the camera app and you think, flip it to video, talk into your phone, which you do anyway, and uh, you can make an, a phenomenal impact in the world. Yeah, and it's funny though. I mean, the technology that we're using today is the same technology that people are using for video conferencing, right? So um, it's kind of uh, neat that this whole pandemic culture that we went through in 2020, yeah. I think has forced us all to be a little better with using this medium anyway, right? Yeah, well, everyone like Zoom. Everyone's on a Zoom call. People get Zoom burnout. You know, we're gonna have we're gonna have psychologists and psychiatrists next year <laughs> uh, classify this as a condition of some description or other. They're gonna have to give it a label to sell their services, obviously. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like phones today, like when we started back in the day, like with computers and stuff, a phone in your pocket, even the basic phone today, is more powerful than the most powerful computer was back in the late '90s or whatever, and what you can do with them is phenomenal. You can shoot a video, you can edit it, you can upload it to YouTube, be in front of millions, if not billions of people in a matter of minutes. And you can get your message out there, whether it's talking about your business or whether it's talking about a cause that you're, you're uh, sponsoring with your business or just selling products and services or whatever, helping people solve a solution. And um, the ability to do so is just so amazing today it's probably the best time technology wise anyway uh, yeah it's great and scary at the same time it is it's incredible you know i can remember when uh smartphones first started getting really good with their cameras you know when it started to become a thing right yeah in the old days it was kind of like well cameras got to be good enough to get some selfies and take some pictures and <clears throat> yeah you wow pixelated square photo on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's like, eh, looks, I like, think the, looks like Pac-Man, really. But I think know, the first okay. one I had was uh, 600 by 480 uh, pixels. Exactly, yeah. And shooting in 4K now, right? So uh, the phone well, that I have. Samsung, the S21, shooting in 8K. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even watch 8K yet. I just upgraded my home entertainment system to 4K, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but what it really says is, uh, what you're saying is that the technology is readily available for people yeah. Uh, yeah. to start video. They don't have to go out and buy a bunch of expensive cameras or exactly. different equipment. And it's funny, when I was researching uh, for myself, I thought I was going to have to, you know, get a camera, right? Like looking at the quality of different videos and everything else. Yeah. So although that, that's great. I mean, it obviously would help uh, sort of with the video quality uh, somewhat, I think the biggest thing uh, for me when I recommend to people now when they're starting to do video is make sure you a have an external microphone, like a decent yep. microphone, yeah, and maybe a light. Like I'm using a ring light right now, and you probably are too, right? Like just to have that little bit of extra. And exactly, like well, I've got a, I've actually got a studio light. I just have one singular light here. Obviously, I've got some lights behind me. That's what's shining things up. But uh, yeah, I've got a studio light. Obviously, got my mic and my DSLR set up. Um, I, I actually pull my curtains, I've got blackout curtains, so that my studio is the same no matter what time of day it is. Uh, because yeah. I do a lot of video, I need to have um, everything quite the same. So if I'm shooting a video, I make a mistake, two hours later, I can re, you know, do a quick uh, shoot to put that piece in the video, and then I can just splice that in. Um, but you know, you don't need to go to that level of extreme. Like I work with friends of mine and people, business owners, like with clients and stuff. Uh, it's just setting up a basic scenario, like you said, you can get a simple ring light, a decent microphone for you know less than a hundred dollars, less than a hundred quid, yeah. whatever, uh, a tripod, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, it really is amazing, right? So everybody that's watching this episode today, you can see uh, quite a difference in uh, David's setup uh, compared to mine. But <laughs> in both cases, we're able to do this, right? Which is really exciting. Yeah. 
maybe you can take me through, you know, one of the things when I started my YouTube channel, like uh, everyone else, and when I started the channel for uh, Tiger Paw, yeah. I really didn't know anything. I started from scratch. And thank goodness you have all your videos out there because they've been lifesavers uh, to me. And I, of course, made some videos uh, before yeah. going online and realizing that there are experts out there and uh, experts like you who share uh, an incredible amount of free information to be able to help us do a better job of making these videos, right? Yeah. So specifically to businesses, what do you think uh, some of the, the most common mistakes are that they're making when they, when they try to start to produce video for their organizations? Oh, good Lord. Now that's a long list, but I'll go through some of the biggies. Um, so like, uh, like a lot of people and like I've seen so many businesses do this and even Gary Vaynerchuk did this mistake when he first started out is like they'll make a load of videos and then just dump them on YouTube. Ah. They'll do five, 10, 20 videos and they'll just throw them all up there like spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks instead of actually putting them out on a consistent regular basis, like even just once a week um, so that they get consistency on the platform. And that's what one of the key factors that YouTube looks for is that you're uploading content on a regular basis. It's not just like, here's a load of videos, boom, dump them up there and then do nothing for six months. And I said, as I mentioned, Gary Vaynerchuk did this on his Wine Library TV channel. He did, he did 50, I think it was 20 videos on the one day. Next video, not only, not, not only did it just do one day, he did three days in a row, he did the exact same thing. Next day was like 15 videos. And then the next day was like 12 or another 15 videos. Wow. <laughs> so even like the top people on sort of social media and video have made this mistake. Obviously now he's just, he dumps like 20 videos a day. That's a different story. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's one of the big things that uh, we find with business owners, um, even when they engage with us and they're talking to us, oh yeah, I've got a YouTube channel. And it's like, they've got two videos. That's another one. It's like, they think they've got a YouTube channel with two videos <laughs> and they put those two videos up again, like 1972. Um, and they think they've got a, you know, it's a channel. No, it isn't. It's somewhere where you're just dumping videos or you've got stuff up there that just doesn't resonate with your audience. Um, a YouTube channel, by my definition, is somewhere where you're actively uploading content on a regular consistent basis that helps people or you know, uh, talks to your audience so that it can attract people into your business. That for me is, is a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, I think that's really important because, you know, when you talk about that consistency of delivering content, yeah, um, it doesn't matter uh, if the channel is regular television or if it's Netflix or if it's YouTube, yeah. that every week you can expect some, at least every week you can expect some new content, right? And Absolutely. I, I got to think that the algorithms have to be built, you know, as you mentioned earlier, kind of around that too, right? Making sure you're contributing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I have a uh, channel with uh, four viewers, um, which I started in the old YouTube days. I was just uh, reminiscing and going through some of that older content. And uh, it's incredible, right? So put those four videos there. I think it's all my family members that have watched them and, and that's it. And but on the professional side, a much different story because, you know, treating it more like a business, right? Like, you know, whenever you have a new initiative and you're trying to yep. drive that forward through the organization, it comes with a plan. 
and I, I get the feeling listening to you that you're saying, yeah, you got to have the same kind of approach with, you know, your video production, right? Exactly. And, and it's, it's like, it's like going on a date. Um, it's like if, if you've, you've found somebody that you're falling in love with and you go, mm, maybe there's something here. Maybe there's, you know, we could be a, a potential life together. You know, we could spend the rest of our days uh, in each other's arms or whatever. It's like you want to actually do something on a daily basis or a weekly basis, at least. If you're not living together, then you're doing something on a weekly basis, at least. Um, yeah. Then you get to know each other, then you're doing a bit more and stuff like that. And it's, it's this relationship over time. And especially for businesses, it's like you just don't go to Vegas, find somebody down the street and go find the nearest chapel that, you know, Elvis will marry you and get married straight away. It just doesn't work like that. And same for business. Uh, you got to treat it as a relationship. You got to build up that know, like and trust. Uh, and then, you know, you get to the day and says, hey, would you, you know, do you fancy getting married? <laughs> like, hey yeah let's do this i was i was actually waiting for you to ask me you know um and that, that that's what business you know getting customers and for, in your business is that same scenario it's like you you show that you're trustworthy you show that you've got something of value that they can there's something that they can see in uh, yeah they see in you um that they want to have this long-term relationship yeah, it's so true. And it, it seems like that lesson really applies across any kind of new platform that are people are starting to use. And I can remember in the old days of uh, LinkedIn, um, you know, training people on how to better use yeah. LinkedIn. And that was one of the big things was that consistency, right? Exactly. And, and again, you don't go straight in for, hey, let's get married and have 20 kids. No. Uh, because like, whoa, <laughs> do we need a restraining order here? You know? It does happen though. Uh, oh, I it does. Recent... Hi, great connection. Great to meet you. Here's my <laughs> services. What? Here's Alice. Yeah. Let's get married. You know. Talk about a subject for a completely different episode, right? But <laughs> well, and that does raise a good point though, is that when we're uh, creating video, are there other mistakes that we make in that video? I can think of one that I make uh, myself early on was I, I forgot to ask people to, to like and subscribe, right? <laughs> like you produce this great video you're super thrilled with it and then you don't see anything happening with it right so yep you know and some just, of those just like a business owner who's gone yeah let's go on a date you know like let's let's do all of this uh stuff let me serve you and then go when the customer is expecting well sell me something now they go okay bye yeah. <laughs> you know i was like i mean wait i want to give you money where are you going <laughs> take my money yes <laughs> Oh, well, now that we're on that and we've moved from the, the date to the marriage, and I can uh, tell you from my own experience as well, that that weekly, <laughs> daily, um, making sure that you're paying attention to it is super important, even after yeah. the dating phase, right? And so once we get into this and we're starting to produce content, there's so much of it that's produced, right? I don't know how many videos are produced, but I was actually on the, um, uh, the YouTube Academy the other day, and they had some explosive figures for how many videos are posted yeah. you know, every minute, right? It's mind boggling. So it's ridiculous. For these businesses that are you know, trying to produce content and build a subscriber base uh, that grows and is engaged, what yeah. recommendations do you have for, for that? Uh, well, find out what the biggest pains that your audience has. Like when we are working with clients, like we do a lot of keyword research, we're finding out what those search terms people are putting in the both the YouTube search bar and also the Google search bar as well. Wow. So that we know like the exact phrases people are using. And the difference between like a one or two words in that phrase can mean the difference between 200,000 searches a month and say 2,000. 
Um, wow. So obviously we want to focus on the bigger one, but depending on the size of the channel, we may go for the smaller one because that would be easier to sort of rank our videos for. But knowing exactly what the pain points your audience has is one of the biggest things, not just going, I think they're looking for bananas when they're actually looking for oranges. Um, <laughs> you know, and then making your content around those pains with those exact keywords as well. Uh, and it's not just putting them in the title in your description. You need to say those keywords on your video as well. And that's one of the big mistakes that a lot of people ah. make. So, so that's interesting because I do notice that, um, you know, I've started creating SRT files for my own work, but yep. I did notice that obviously uh, YouTube does it on its own when you're scrolling through videos that you see the, the subtitles and captions coming across, yep. right? So yeah, because really they're, they're listening that. to your video. Their, their AI yeah. now is actually watching your video. They've progressed from just listening. They're actually watching your video. And they're actually reading any text that is on your video. They're actually looking at, say, you're, if you're in a, a supermarket or whatever, they're looking at to see what products are on the shelves. So they'll see the cornflakes and the Weetabix and the whatever products are on the shelves. So they'll know, they'll know exactly what aisle you're in. Um, wow. They may even know what supermarket location you're in, you know, but the AI is so smart now that all of these little things, it knows exactly what your content is around. You can't really get away with putting some keywords in your title, your description and tags and not mention it on the video at all. Even if it's like just text, uh, text slides, you still need to have those, uh, that text on those slides too, so that the, uh, the AI knows what your content is really about. Isn't that something? And what do you think? I know that uh, I've also seen in, in videos where they have the transcripts of uh, the video uh, within the text uh, space, because they do give you quite a bit of room, I think. Is it 5,000 characters? 5,000 characters, yeah. Is that a good idea as well to make sure that it's there? It can work. Um, yeah. Descriptions are getting less and less effective. Like um, d tags are getting less and less effective today. Like really, it's the first two paragraphs, first two sentences of your description that the AI really takes notice of. Like as we've alluded to, there's so many videos uploaded today. Uh, like the last metrics they gave out, like I think in 2019, was that there's 400 hours of video uploaded every single minute. It's more like if it's, if it's not 500, it's definitely like, I would say it's probably more closer to 600 hours are uploaded, especially <laughs> after especially after lockdown last year, where the world just was stayed at home, watch YouTube videos. And all of these people going, well, the government's paying for me if I'm on furlough. And now I can, I, I'm actually getting my money. I'm not working because I don't have to, but now I have this opportunity to create this YouTube channel. Um, I always wanted to be a YouTuber, so now I'm you know, being paid to do so I can do it. <laughs> so that's why all of these new channels, I think um, the, the, the stats was like three quarters of a million new channels were created during lockdown last year. So it's <laughs> crazy. So there's less and less emphasis on the, uh, the, the metadata, like the descriptions and tags now, because the AI now is able to go in and look at the video, see exactly what the video is about, uh, which is far better than, than somebody gaming the system, putting in specific keywords into the metadata. And I think that makes it easier for people to start producing as well, right? Because I know that for me to, to think of, okay, I have to remember to go in and put in the tags and then I have to remember, yeah you know, within my description to make sure that there's all that stuff there. And if the AI is grabbing onto that stuff directly from the video, then that should make it easier to, to reach your audiences, right? That's cool. Yeah, and and the, also the good thing is that when you create great content that actually is about the topic that your title says it is, the AI knows that. So rather than, and these people who are gaming the system and trying to, uh, you know, clickbait and all this sort of stuff, they're, they're really going to be dying away more and more now because of that.
Well, and, and you raise a, a good thing there. It was actually just uh, reading an article on, you know, kind of that idea about how YouTube looks at that and how, and frankly, how subscribers look at that too, right? Yeah. So um, one of the things that I notice in my space is that even uh, for people that are creating videos, that they're not creating thumbs. And this is one of the greatest lessons that I learned from watching one of your videos on how to structure those. And I continue to experiment with mine. I kind of look back at the ones I did a few weeks ago and I'm like, yeah. I don't know, really, <laughs> and starting to experiment. But can you talk a little bit about that? Like the, yeah. I guess, the window dressing around the video itself? Exactly. So there's three sort of metrics that YouTube looks at. One is watch time, which is how long people stay on your video and how long people stay on the YouTube platform after they've watched your video. So that's watch time. There's two types I just mentioned. Uh, the second one is average view duration, which is what we just alluded to, how long they stay on average on your video. And then the third one is click through rate of your thumbnail. So that's the window dressing that we just mentioned there. So if you, you, well, you need to have an enticing uh, image on your thumbnail that grabs the person's attention, because again, you have like people are on the phone, they're swipe, 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 and you want them to stop like thumb stopping thumbnail that their thumb goes like that <laughs> and stops and goes, that looks interesting. Let me click and watch it. Um, so, you know, and, and the same if you're on desktop too, that you know, when you're watching a video, you have like the 20 plus videos on the right hand side that you want, you want to grab attention. So if you're just taking the normal still from, or you're just using the normal stills from your video and it's like, that's not necessarily going to grab attention unless they catch you doing something like a weird facial expression that does get a high click through rate, which is chances one in, I don't know, 20 million. Um, so you have the opportunity to create what's called a custom thumbnail. So you can create this picture that represents your video to get people to click on your video to watch it. So you have the power within you to uh, influence that to get more clicks on your video and get which then gets more views which then gets more watch time and increases the likelihood of those people becoming a subscriber on your channel and for a business the more of them you can get the more people you can get into your business yeah it, it's fun i mean you know uh, starting to create the thumbs like i i didn't use them at first and now that i'm starting to create them of course you just get better at creating them over time right you get yeah. some more ideas about how clean it looks you experiment with some and 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 that doesn't have to cost a lot of money either. I know that I just simply use, don't tell anybody this, but I use Google Draw, like you know, the the Google application that comes free with there you go. You know, <laughs> there you it, go. It works, right? So uh, for everyone that's watching, uh, obviously you can reach out uh you know to David directly. His contact information will be in there if you need some help yourself. Um, and also the information to get to his YouTube channel because everything he's talking about today. He's got some phenomenal videos, you know, covering all those topics. So don't forget while you're watching this, maybe you do want to pop up your uh, browser, uh, go to David Walsh online, look him up on YouTube and uh, subscribe to his channel. So um, another question that I have, and this is again, uh, one that I've learned from the school of hard knocks, right? I was watching videos on LinkedIn. Yep. And even though I wasn't a big, uh, a big fan of how they were structured, they were kind of square and then they had kind of a banner on top with some information and then the subtitles kind of happening below, yeah. right? And I was uploading my videos, or sorry, I wasn't uploading them. I was actually just providing a direct link to one of my YouTube videos and they weren't really getting that much engagement. I really yeah. had to tag people on LinkedIn to say, hey, what do you think? And, and I, I don't like to do that very often, only when it's really important or relevant to the people, yeah. um, if I think that they actually have something to add to it, right? And um, so I started talking to people saying, hey, like, you know, why does your video autoplay and why is it that frame? And they said, oh, 
it's because you know LinkedIn and its algorithm it prefers to actually have that native content dragged in there. Yeah. Um, do you think that's necessary or is that just a nice to have down the road? Because it does sound like it's, well, I can tell you from experience that it's more work to produce two versions of the, of the same content. Right. So what are your thoughts around that? It is. Well, well, um, like we, we've sort of templatized our sort of structure. So yeah, we, we will, um, put our videos in the square format and put it up on LinkedIn with those subtitles, as you say, um, like we'll get the video transcribed and then pop those um, subtitles underneath the video in the square format and pop it up in, on LinkedIn. I will also pop it up on like Insta and Facebook as well. We've got the video, we may as well. Um, so it is a little bit of extra work to be honest with you. Like if you've got a, uh, if you have somebody doing the um, the editing for you, it doesn't take that much if, you know, if they're using um, Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro, it actually doesn't take that much extra because the work is already done in the edit that's where the work is done putting it in the square format right. isn't that much extra to be honest with you it's probably about one two hours work if that depending on the length of the video um, that's that's really good so what you're saying is do your your primary edit at first and yeah. then you're really just you're just doing some additional editing to get to fit into that square format exactly it's mainly copy paste like you get your square oh, format set up take your edit plonk it in there put a title on it get your um subtitles uh done, put in your SRT file into the software and let the software just uh, pop up the, um, the, 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 those subtitles when, it come, when it's supposed to come up on the screen. Well, and you raised another important thing there for a lot of uh, you know, folks who are trying to learn how to use video to grow their businesses and the technology and the office equipment channels. And you mentioned SRT, right? So yep. in the managed print world, so we call it MPS, office equipment dealers, we call OEDs. Like we have more acronyms than, uh, than we have printers available for sale, right? Like it's... It's crazy. So that SRT is another one that I learned in one of your videos, which is very important. Um, and can you talk about what that is and uh, why it's important and how how people can actually uh, produce them? Yeah. So like an SRT file is basically the captions uh, for your video. So it is the text along with the timestamp for a beginning timestamp and an end timestamp. Um, and that's when you look at YouTube videos, or even if you look at LinkedIn videos, uh, you can upload your SRT file there too, if you, if you don't have that square video format. Um, and then it just tells the player this text at this particular time, then stop, then the next bit of text at this particular time, then stop. And that's really what it is. Um, if you look at subtitles on your TV or captions on your TV, exact mm. same thing. Um, okay. so that's all that really is. So it's, it's easy to do. Like the, the easiest way is actually go to a company called rev.com. That's where we go um, and just send them. Like we don't send the video, we send the audio file because then it gets, you know, it uploads quicker. Like if we have a one gig, video file if we export the audio out like when we're doing the video export um it's probably what 20 megs 30 megs something like that so that gets uh uploaded very quickly so if you're on a slower internet connection that can save you valuable time um like we do have a fast one here but i'd just rather not waste time uploading a big file unnecessarily so we just upload the audio file they're little ninjas do their 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 transcription thing and then an hour a couple of hours later we get our file back download that, upload it to YouTube or pop it in our editing software and we're good to go. So I, I started doing my own uh, captions, like actually typing them into uh, the video space frame on, on the version for LinkedIn. Yeah. My head after one version session of that, I was like, okay, it's worth like rev is what? I think it's like a dollar 25 a minute. A dollar 25 a minute. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. And literally I, I submitted sort of what I needed to. And I think it was an hour and a half to almost two hours later. It was there. Like, yeah. 
unbelievable, right? So certainly if everyone's paying attention, write that down. That's not a product plug, we're not sponsoring them at all. Com. That's it, yeah. simple. They, they're just so good and so simple. And I love the stuff that I've gotten back as well, right? They're very accurate, so yeah, appreciate that. Um, as we're kind of getting to the end of our time here, I wonder if you can uh, just share, this is gonna be a really hard question, David, but if you just had one piece of advice for people that are uh, that are either watching or listening today, what would that be? If you're not using video, start. <laughs> start. I love it. Whether that's on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Insta, whatever, wherever your audience is, make video and just start uploading on a regular, consistent basis. Start connecting with your audience, start building up that relationship with them. Um, you know, start. <laughs> That's great. And I know that uh, can be a bit of a daunting uh, task for people. And certainly, as I uh, mentioned earlier in this, if you want to reach out to uh, David, uh, we'll make sure that his contact information is available or simply just research David Walsh online uh, on YouTube and you can find him yourself. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, uh, if you want to reach out to us, Tiger Paw is taking video quite seriously. Uh, we're really uh, trying to do all that we can to help our customers more with the power of video. And you can reach out to us as well. So don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe and hit that notification bell so you'll get notified for any future episodes that come your way. And make sure you hit that like button and go ahead and share it with you know people if you think that the content is something that you want to share with them as well. And I would certainly say that this episode is one I would share. So David, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I can't thank you enough for your expertise, uh, for everything that you're doing for businesses in the world of video production and YouTube, and uh, looking forward to checking out your latest videos. Thank you very much, Wes. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Be well. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com podcasts. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.